I think that that pivotal word choice in that, you know, the the choice to separate eons ago from inception, the, the, the free will choice, which was given with love, uh, without judgment, to to play in the realm of I am separate from divinity, I am separate from God, I am separate from my true self. And we've been free, given free will choice to, to, to explore and experiment and project and create and react to and forget and remember and forget and then forget that we're the ones that projected it and we forget and then we think that we're at the mercy of it. It is, it is from that elevated space of deep knowing of embodiment, having you and I played in it for lifetimes and lifetimes, um, we're not playing with it the same way that we were. We're in it, but we're not of it. The, the choice element is, is central to what sovereignty is. Welcome to your awakening journey. Today's destinations include higher consciousness and actualized potential. If all ascenders could now please be seated in a comfortable meditative posture, we're about to ascend. You are now arriving at your host, Brian Henry. You are a sovereign being. And you are of source. Knowing this, remembering this, is what you've come here to do. It's time to forgive ourselves for the ego's belief that you were ever separate from the love that you are. Louis Smart is here to help you through this process of trust, self-forgiveness, and reclaiming your soul's sovereignty. Ascenders, this was a super potent conversation that I had with Louise. She has quite a way of words, actually. The way that I first came across her was stumbling upon a post that she wrote on sovereignty and the way that she so gracefully articulated things really resonated with me, which led into reaching out to her, building a relationship over these past few months, and of course having her hair on the show to share with you. Because the way that you're going to hear Louise speak to, remembering your power, your freedom, your choice, as a sovereign being, as the one projecting your own reality, I do believe will support you in knowing yourself as source and residing in what we in this conversation called a state of having no problems to solve. So if you're ready to wake up to your sense of sovereignty, what do you say we get into this one on Awaken with Brian M. Henry and Louise Smart? Ascenders, before we jump into this episode, if you've been following along with the show and you've been enjoying it and been assisted by the content, I ask that you share this episode with three people 
that you care about to support them in their own ascension journeys. As we know, as each and every individual becomes a fuller expression of themselves in their journey of their personal ascension, this supports the all. So what do you say you support those that you care about and our collective by again just sharing this episode or this podcast with three people that you care about? I'm going to go ahead and click the recording button because I share the very same perspective. Even in just what you shared there, I feel like it's something that could be worth sharing with others. And yeah, for me, this is exactly is about exactly what you described resonating with one another and trusting that in that in that sense of connection with each other just again the the perfect thing will unfold yeah and i really wanted to thank you brian because you asked me you know it was last year to do something or we said we would and then i moved and then you know, I've been settling, but not only settling. Um, I think that 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 there's just you know in the outer world there's such an uh, you know tremendous conflict and forces of of awakening and light and um, a lot of movement um, and and I really wanted to come to a place within myself. Uh, where I wasn't moving as much, do you know what I mean? Like just to really drop into the stillness. So it's been an incredible period these last sort of six months really of um, noticing being triggered um, and then, you know, sort of aligning with... um, not aligning, but noticing the sort of resistance movement to what's going on and, you know, the, the seeing and diving into rabbit holes of, of so-called agendas and then really going, okay, so this is just actually, I'm feeling I'm being yanked around um, and I'm not, I'm not as, as still as I, I know I can be. So it's almost a refinement process of of how I perceive sovereignty, which of course I want to, you know, share with you. Um, And and I'm sure that you know some of where I've stood, but um, I think if I look at my own trajectory of being on a conscious path, there's no starting point it you know you just somehow kind of organically move on to it I think well I did anyway um and to where I am now um I I see that you know a massive amount of concentration and effort and time and commitment has been to um to to clear the denser energies in in the shadow personality, and that's a sort of quite a consuming thing because the older you are in soul time, the more you've accumulated this density. It's often that the people that you know are, are at some level very awake and aware, they also carry a lot of density, and 
um, I know that I have carried a lot of density. So it's this very, very compacted, historic, ancient density that of course is gridded into um, the, the, the third and fourth dimensional um, complexes. And, and that that's taken up a lot of time, but tangential to that, I sort of at the very beginning, I sort of started with a inner knowing of me, of my own God consciousness. And so whilst that's, that's always been present as a, um, as a knowing or a sort of a resource, it's not been embodied as my own innate safety and innate sovereignty and guidance and dominion. So what I know has been going on is the embodiment of knowing self as source, as God, as love, however you want to define it, um, which is actually, it's, it's a breakaway from dealing with density and separation consciousness which is rooted in fear, which is rooted in belief in problems to solve, whether they're physical problems, um, financial problems, or relationship problems, or societal problems, or environmental problems, or you know, galactic energetic problems, or galactic war problems, is that the, the, the structure of the ego is invested in problems and fixing problems. And it's also heavily invested in the guilt of ever having separated from love in the first place. And guilt in the realm of duality consciousness always invites punishment, self-punishment. And so the fear, and the, the gridded energy of fear around guilt and separation that spawns the sense of I am guilty because I separated from love. I'm unworthy of being as God. I deserve punishment. The world deserves punishment. And we project that onto a neutral holographic um, a, a scene of the world. So the world is neutral. The world doesn't exist apart from what we project onto it. And for eons, you know, the collective has been projecting separation and trauma and agendas and deception. So the, the kind of ascension process of waking up is not just about waking up to what we've projected and what we feel we've been at the mercy of, it's waking up to the authority and the total uh, taking responsibility for what we've projected. So when we can do that without blame, there is a relinquishment from that density. So that's been an enormous part of where I've been working um, on myself and seeing that and working energetically with the, um, the, you know, the more sort of cosmic dynamics through my energy clearing work. But it's really a shift in identity from being, you know, a light worker who is, you know, healing self and healing the world to knowing self as source where there are no problems, there is nothing to heal. 
but but that transition of identity is an embodiment process of the knowing of self as source so all sense of why i'm unworthy and how that plays out in the world has to be undone so where i'm going with my clients sort of pivotally now is with my energy clearing and the research that i do in the energy clearing it's coming from my access point from that identification that knowing and that embodied space so it's i'm not kind of the best way that i can describe is that it does not that i'm not apologizing for where i am and who i am right now but i'm just just calling on that higher self it's not not i've never particularly had an affinity with you know needing a guide or an angel or um yeah that sort of sort of the step down in in spiritual uh hierarchies um of course you know in the infinite there's infinite there's the infinite self to know but it's the infinite self without problems and it's a very 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 different different terrain and um sphere of energy that i am being in and it's it's informing my work in in a very different way so it it very much took for me to sort of completely unplug from the world and unplug from the seeming sense that you know that we've got a new world order coming in and we must fight and we must protest um and you know you and i can talk about that if you want to but i i kind of i unplugged from it i mean i don't have a tv anymore so i i'm not saying that um i'm in denial but i am in denial of it having power over me and and i've always known within myself with my body and the dominion that i have over my body is that you know i don't feel threatened by a virus or a sickness or a, a you know a low immunity or anything like that um because i just my body i see my body as the the vehicle for the expression of you know god's self which doesn't have problems so my body by by law doesn't have problems so that doesn't mean to say that i don't have some issues with my body sometimes i do but they're very much quickly overcome when the identification is is reasserted so it's yeah i feel like i've i've gone on for a while brian <laughs> and that's exactly what I've invited you on to yeah. do to open up and share as you have been. And right off the bat, I want to, I want to thank you for all the, the insight that you're bringing through, because I certainly resonate with a lot of what you're sharing. Um, I want to, I want to delve deeper into this, this, this notion, the sense that there are no problems to solve, because as I think we both know, there's, plenty of people on the conscious path that still subscribe to this idea that there's something to be fixed and changed. And I also want to acknowledge that there's, there's something to be said about that. There's, that's something we can choose to play in. And yeah, that's, that's a, a fine choice if if that's what you're choosing and I think that's the big point that I want to drive home here and it's that just recognize that it's a choice if you are going to choose to believe this in this um 
path of the world needs to be healed and I'm here to to play a part in that. Play that game, but recognize yeah. that it's a choice that you're choosing to play that. Absolutely. Yeah. It's um I think that that pivotal word choice in that you know, the, the choice to separate eons ago from inception, the, 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 the free will choice, which was given with love, uh, without judgment, to, to play in the realm of I am separate from divinity, I am separate from God, I am separate from my true self, that we are being given free will choice and we've been free, given free will choice to to explore and experiment and project and create and react to and forget and remember and forget and then forget that we're the ones that projected it and we forget mm -hmm. and then we think that we're at the mercy of it. It is, it is from, from that elevated space of deep knowing of embodiment, having you and I played in it for lifetimes and lifetimes, um, we're not playing with it the same way that we were. We're in it, but we're not of it. Um, mm. That the, the choice element is, is central to what sovereignty is. It's I decide, I decide, I decide. And where I think the, the, the sort of spiritual ego comes in is, so why would I do that to myself? Well, you do it because you can. And you can also forgive it all. And you can also lose it as a sort of scarring. You know, it's a scarring on the soul because part of this, you know, soul or, or spiritual or soul healing process is that you can take responsibility, but this is not about blame. But, you know, true forgiveness is understanding that what you're really forgiving is you're forgiving yourself for ever having believed you separated and create could create outside love so you're you're creating in the realm of illusion so you don't fix illusions with more illusions you don't fix the body with the illusion of something that's created from the belief that sickness is is real now mm. We, going back to what you said, of course, if you choose to play in it and you choose to forget, the experience of it is nothing short of tragic in many respects. It's, it can, from a certain perspective, it, it is a cruel, unjust, chaotic, uh, punitive world. The movement away from that and towards the truth that has abided behind all of that um, is a process and it, it's experienced in time because time is part of the ego construct. It's again, it's a man-made construct. We, we existed before time, you know, we are timeless and eternal. And these are lofty terms, but you know, that they, this is where I feel, you know, no, I can speak from this. And I, I know myself as that identity. And um, I'm also, you know, the physicality of my body moves and, and, and it can interface with people at any different level, but I also have a choice as to who and what I want to be around because there are certain density levels that I 
I know that I'm not going to be very useful to because either my language or my resonance is, is not at a frequency that will pull a certain person with a certain mindset and fixed closed cir circuit mindset is that they're not, not ready to hear the words. They, they, of course, their frequency can, can experience my frequency and that will change it. But I don't feel a need to change people because I know organically, um, you know, when anyone tries to make me do or be something other than I'm not, I'm very resistant because my autonomy and my individuality and my sovereignty is that I'll choose when I'm ready to shift. And I think we have to honor that in other people. I have to say, I did go through a stage when I was thinking, you know, the gravitational pull of the so-called sort of uninformed and the more of the, the kind of type of mentality that is happy to conform without question to the protocols and freedoms that we've been stripped of as a sort of larger collective. Um, it's not so much blame as feeling like that gravitational pull is actually pulling us all into this sort of one size fits all hammer, um, very blunt instrument is that, okay, so the world has now got a coronavirus and we're gonna fix that with the vaccine and masks and you know, washing your hands and staying indoors and social distancing. And we, you know, the, the people that have different views about health uh, have not been able to exercise that right as publicly, as openly, as freely as the sort of lowest common denominator, which is actually very rooted in fear. But I, I said also, you know, higher as you go into much more autonomy over your body and your immunity, as you choose to, to put in your body what you, what you choose, um, what's been advised or strongly influenced to do, um, Again, you know, it's 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 if it's coming from fear that that you know that you weren't that you are made you are made in the likeness you are as God created you. God did not create us weak or vulnerable. That's the ego, and the ego projects that onto the body. So if we're still trying to fix the body with supplements um, coming and fear-based nutrition, we're still sort of part of the game. But it's kind of coming closer. Because actually, I, I know that the more I have, when I mo moved in that spectrum towards, well, I never really was into conventional medicine at all, you know, don't, you know, have not taken medication if I could possibly avoid it through my life. And um, so moving more into, you know, the organic food and I do green juice every day, um, as it, uh, those are my preferred foods because they're light and they carry light and the essence of, of you know, our, our God self, to me, my experience in my divine, uh, in, my, in my soul matrix is that the light is, is a crystalline light um, substance. You know, it's, it's the light the substance soul is, is crystalline plasmid light. So I, I choose foods that are close, closely aligned to that, but not out of the fear, but sort of the support and the groundedness um, and that's helped me, but I don't prescribe that, you know, I don't, that's, that's for people to choose, but not out of any sense that, you know, it's wrong to do this, that, and the other for the body. If, if your body is choosing or you're choosing for your body in a different way, I, 
I think that, you know, no, I, I don't want to eat animals and fish. Um, that's my choice um, and it's lighter. But um, I hope I sort of come circuit round here is that, um, that, that, you know, the physical reality of, of conflict and agendas and protocols and government control and whatever has gone down is that, you know, it's very, it can be very polarized. I've noticed that, you know, sort of the pro-vaccine versus the, the opposite, that there's some, that, that we've got to fight for the, the right to, to put in our bodies what we want. The fighting implies our vulnerability. Mm. And that's why I pull back. Because I don't feel that if I'm in my sovereignty, that I can be attacked, that I could be threatened, that I could be, that my body is going to be subject to someone else's will. That's just a belief. And I'm not going to entertain that belief. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I think that's such a powerful point that you, you mentioned. Um, it's in thinking that there's something to be fought that perpetuates that experience of there being a fight a struggle something to struggle against but what you're describing is this state in which you feel so rooted in that sense of self-sovereignty that there is nothing to fight there isn't because you know sovereignty is innately safe so mm -hmm. it, the, the, you know the frequency of sovereignty it, it's like you you look the same you you are in the world the same but your, your perception your experience and knowing is like a, a silent inbuilt power force so i feel it you know if i feel like i can't I'm, I'm not involved in someone's conversation even though i might be present with it that it does like it's not my reality is that I don't feel a need to, to put that right or fix it. There was, a, there was a time, I mean, quite a few months when I was, you know, quite gobby. <laughs> um, and then I just stopped. I just thought, you know, I don't like, I don't like the friction inside of me. And um, yeah, and, and just, I just had this inner voice saying, you know, pull back, unplug, 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 unplug from everything, pull right back into self. And that in, in the core of self, you know, the core matrix of the soul light, I've worked, and that's what my, you know, my, my three-month program is about. It's like really expanding this, the space within self, the light space of soul within self um and in in a in in its, in its own flow in, in its own identity which has physical space because you decide it you decide for it and it's really interesting how that um sort of building the the light body consciously and it remembers itself you know it, that it does start to have points in the body that are very and for me it's like the heart chakra has completely come down into my lower chakras including my groin and and turned it over so the you know where the 
the cause effect memory record of ego separation consciousness is largely focused and centralized in the solar plexus. Um, that's, that's being turned over and that's a very visceral tangential feeling sense of knowing that that's happened, you know. I know that that's happened. And so there's a space inside me that wasn't there before. So it's like, you know, my light is grounded right into the lower chakras as such. And, and that's a great feeling of peace because, you know, if anyone's had any trauma, they'll know that, you know, the trigger points as, as like the, the desire to retaliate, the desire to run, the desire to hide, um, the desire to fix or stand up for yourself. The, the potency from that comes from a triggered and aggravated solar plexus um, and uh, sacral and root chakras. And so when they get to be turned over and quiet, the, that inner knowing of there's nothing to respond to unless you want to play the game of it, unless you want to give it power, make it more real. And the more real you make it, the more you're kind of pulled out from yourself. And then you're in another, you're in another movie. <laughs> so um, going back to what I first said when we started talking is that it's getting back into the quietness itself that does have a dynamic. It's not still, 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 but it's, it's got, a, a, I suppose it's got a sort of unfettered, um, uncluttered-ness to it. And that's why it feels like inner space, you know, deep in the body, in the core of the body. And that's where, where you can be, no matter what anyone else is doing, saying, thinking, or being. And, and from in there, from the in, total internal, reality of knowing self as source you know you are your own guide you are your own guide you know that voice that you hear is your your higher self it's an aspect of self and it's not something that you ask to come in or to help you it is you and so that cognizance that movement from i'm asking something to help me to i am the help that i that, that other aspect to me, that ego, is, is asking to be released out of in a way so that you can move totally into self and source whilst in the body, whilst on planet Earth, no matter what anyone else is doing, thinking or being or having and knowing you are safe and also knowing that your own resonance feeds other people, whether you, whether you open your mouth to them or not, people recognise it. People recognize resonance and can respond. So you're, you're disseminating or extending presence, which mm. is information, without forcing it on anyone. And it's, it's part of your purpose, isn't it? Because it's what you know, I think we want to share out of being love a source energy there's a natural one to, desire to share there's a natural desire to share come on here with you and share with you and trust that in that you know i just said oh you know god just you tell me what to say you you speak through me god mm -hmm. being my highest self speak through my 
my eyes, my hands, my face, my mouth speak through me, extend through me, I'm going to trust that what comes through is exactly going to land where it's meant to land. It's all, it's all perfect. And so others, as an extension, we're all one. It's just other aspects of self that are still in the shadow. We want to wake ourselves up as one. So I see that, you know, the darkest aspect of the illusion is like, is like having, I don't know, it's like having a painful toenail, you know? You're, you're not gonna let it take over the body. You'll treat it to the degree that you'll go, this is an illusory aspect of self. I'm gonna treat that with love by speaking the truth, by being aligning and speaking and knowing that the truth is 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 real and what isn't real is the darkness it, the, the, the deepest darkness is not a real and unintractable and unfixable no matter the appearance so i think that's the other thing i really wanted to talk about today is that i think a big part of what has to happen to get into this place of where you and i are you know, completely resonating here as there are no problems to fix is that we've got, got to have the strength to be able to look past the appearance of problems in another, in the world, on the news. We have to look past it um, to be able to separate it. It's, it's positive separation. You know, that is not the reality. And being able to look past it to then be able to forgive it all is what releases it from its grip um, as, as being potent, as something that can overcome us and overpower us and overwhelm us and destroy us. Because if, it, if we're all one and everything is all one, then, then if anything's got the power to destroy us, it's like, it's like my toenails got the power to destroy me. No, it doesn't have the power to destroy me. But if I believe it does, then I live in fear and I attract the circumstances, people and situations that will evidence that belief until I go, no, I've had enough of that. And that might take for some people another few thousand lifetimes. It's just that we do get to the point where we go, no, I'm done with that. I'm done. <laughs> and I think I'm, I'm done with it. You know, this lifetime is, is got, you know, a, a lot to do in terms of, Ground, embodying this fully, um, probably being more public. Um, I'm, I've got a radio show lined up, the daily radio show, which is just the local area. I've got to speak to the lady about it, but that seems like it's going forward, um, I think. And that's a very public um, persona. It's a huge commitment. And I just know it's the right thing to do. It's not even a it's not even a spiritual broadcast, but she totally gets me. I mean, totally gets me and where I'm coming from with the sovereignty. And I'm pretty much allowed free reign to talk about what I want. So I'm taking the the opportunity. I kind of knew it was just absolutely the right thing to do. Um, so this lifetime, I have to become more visible. Which is um, it runs sort of in some ways it's very 
I, I can be very, you know, extrovert. The other part of me is really private. So, um, yeah, to work through that. Mm. But that's okay. Yeah. But still you, you be that and you do that from a place of just expressing what feels most true, what feels like the, the highest expression of the God self opposed to this fixation on the effect that it might have on the other world. Absolutely. Yes, absolutely. I'm, I, I know that it's, it's the right thing to do. And it's definitely the right thing to do from, from that perspective is that I don't need to control how people hear me or see me. I mean, my background, I think you saw, I sent my bio through, you know, I, one of my first public trainings that I did was for Central Law Training Limited. And, you know, I was very nervous and I'd studied, you know, how to present to, you know, a, a left brain audience with, you know, right brain concepts. But actually, when it came to it, um, the power of prayer was just phenomenal in, you know, breaking through both my own perception of limitation of how communication works and also how how other people hear you know we're all one so if i decide that what i'm saying is going to be heard at the right time by the right people in the right way that there's no conflict in that you're not that's not manipulation because it's all one the one that's what we're coming from the oneness sorts out how that happens and that's the kind of incredible miracle in reality is that as much dominion and power as we have, there's a huge aspect of how, how we create that we're not consciously aware of. In other words, the how, you know, I think you know when you've created something, but how, gosh, it's amazing, you know, but that's the, the gift. Those are the gifts that we've been given. Incredible gifts, aren't they? From, from God, our, our father, mother. We've been given the gift of creation without knowing how we create exactly you know i mean i don't know you know i i just i i don't think i want to or need to know i'm very happy to you know take my hands off and let things play and be yeah. be received see that's what i i love that we we are able to to touch on that side of the spectrum as well um not the spectrum, the side of the coin, I should say. Yeah. That is, you know, we, we speak to identifying um, and expanding into the God self, into a sense of self-sovereignty. And I, I want to feel that um, that side of the coin even more. But I think there's also something important to be said about being in that, that mode of humbleness and receiving as well. Um, I think it's where we're able yeah. to to bring both these together in a way that goes beyond just a, a conceptual understanding, but an embodied knowing that we are both the, the sovereign creator as well as the one that is receiving a gift before us. Um, that's when I find that our, our greatest creative energy begins to, to manifest and be expressed through us. Yeah, I, and I think that, and I don't think it ever goes away because when you look at, when you, you know, as a therapist of seeing people obviously come to me with different um, trauma issues of, 
that are linked to their parenting and you know they're trying to you know idolize either through you know relationships or a boss or friends or you know projecting the the sense of deprivation from parenting you know what was missing and trying to get it fixed out there in the world there's this great sense of need to be to be fathered and mothered and I think that the fact that when we, we are surrendering to our creator, we're surrendering um, as children to, to be held in that, that, you know, indomitable space of, of love that doesn't deny us anything. It's beyond the concept of denial. And so, you know, that to know your gifts, to know what we've been given um, as children, um, to be able to receive that is, is, you can't give what you haven't received. So we've got to know what our gifts are. We've got to receive them graciously and we extend you know, our knowledge to show other, to help other people come to that space of like our surrender into the true sense of humbleness is that, you know, that you are divine and your creator and you're, you know, you're given the tools, you, you're, you're given so much um, that it, it's sort of arrogant not to, to know who you are. It's not arrogant to say, I am divinity. It's almost arrogant to say not, but you've got, we've got to fully receive in order to prove who we are. Because once we've once stepped away into separation and gone into amnesia, you know, we have to, you know, part of this process is actually proving to ourselves that we are truly divine. It's, it's we, we evidence ourselves, you know, the keys and codes, um, the activations are our own sort of, turning points back into ourselves and only you or I know know for us we only know for ourselves personally you know when when a miracle has happened when the when you know something is evidenced in front of us and we know it's part of our our greater reality you know much way beyond the physical body you know the 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 reach of our own light is just well it's unlimited so to, to really feel that and know that in the embodied visceral space is what allows you with all authenticity to speak from that place and share it rather than come from, you know, hackneyed, parodied, um, spiritual gurus um, and just repeating what someone else has said, which whilst it might be true, it isn't embodied. It might be mm -hmm. true for the person who spoke it, but it, if it necessarily embodied is your truth it's just hearsay and you can tell the difference i think you know i'm when i think about now the people that i do tune into and follow you know online um they're not they're not very public at all you know they're not um they're not very public you know they might have written a few books but they're not you know amazon bestsellers they're they're actually very quiet they they have you know, prolific amounts of work and resources available to others, but they're not public. You know, it's not, 
a big me, 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 me. It's not a getting, getting, getting. Um, I need to be famous. I need to show that spirituality can equal. It's not, it's not that they, they're very, it's very quiet and very potent um, in terms of their energetic frequency that comes through the work, through the sharings, through their resources, through their presence. So that's, that's what I resonate with anyway, um, because there's just a huge amount of information out there, spiritual resources and discernment is the key, isn't it? You know, for what, for what we now next need. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of spiritual regurgitation happening. <laughs> you and, said it beautifully uh, put. <laughs> and, you know, that's, I love that too. Um, I, I appreciate that too in the way that that can serve as a, a stepping stone. But I think the um, the big message is bringing it from head to heart, from intellectual understanding to embodied knowing. I actually yeah. want to come back to uh, to something you mentioned a little bit earlier that definitely relates to that that shift, that internal shift into embodied knowing. Um, you said something very interesting about the heart chakra extending into the the lower chakras. And you spoke a little bit about how the trauma that gets stored into the lower chakras. Um, what I got from it was there's this um, this expansion of, of space, of light that that takes place. And one of the words that you've used a few times now that I definitely find myself using a lot and um, I love that you've chosen to use it as well is that that visceral experience that can be found yes it's um well it's your felt senses it's the felt senses but also the felt senses from a space of i i'm i'm getting kind of feeling knowing i'm free of being victimized by my own stuck energy because you can get you can do a lot of healing a lot of clearing lot of transformation a lot of shadow work and you know i you know you hear it again and again that people feel like oh my god i've done all this for years and years you know why aren't i free and of course i felt that it's it's very very frustrating but the transition really came from this i think i read a couple of books and i i remembered something that somebody said to me uh, he was a, a, a psychic medium, a scientist. He said it when I had my Kundalini experience, I'm 40. And he said to me, when you let go of everything, you'll have it all. And of course, along the way, I thought, oh, I've let go, I've let go. Like, no, Louise, you haven't let go. And, it, you know, the sort of penny started to drop. But actually, no, every part of your life has to be handed over and the history of it transformed and cleared and released and forgiven so that you are in the, the pure now because God is not in the past. Past is the human construct. The, the omnipotence of now is now. <laughs> and, oh, I forgot what I was going to say now. Um, oh, gosh, Brian, sorry. My 62-year-old brain has gone dunk. <laughs> <sighs> I think maybe one I'll be 62 at Christmas. Um yeah, oh gosh, sorry. Oh yes, you said about the visceral. Um, yeah, the, the, the it's like there's space in there, you know, it's like 
I do know, and I've read it and heard that, you know, all the chakras join up as one, as one light. And there is that sense, but you can't force it and you can't make it happen. And the way for me, where I created that space has been, you know, conscious work in owning my identity as, you know, source without problems and being able to look at problems and not be in them and, and watch them collapse with, you know, calling forth the miracle of at one with source, accepting my, you know, unconditional um, innocence, my incorruptible innocence, accepting myself as God created me uh, without opposite, with nothing to change that. It, you know, the process of reminding myself again and again and again and again and again in every moment of the day until, you know, it just, the penny dropped, you know, so it just basically cancelled out a lot of the old storage and, and memory of, of what was being kept there in those lower chakras. So it's almost like, you know, realities eclipse each other because, you know, whilst you're in your 3D reality, it feels very real, doesn't it? It feels all very um, uh, real and you've got to be smart, you've got to be clever, you've got to be educated, you've got to get ahead, all that sort of stuff. And not that I was any of those things. In fact, I really sort of rebelled and, um, you know, came a cropper many times with that kind of mentality until, you know, every, every wheel on my wagon dropped off. <laughs> we won't go into that now. But... Um, <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's almost like everything. Um, I, I mean, I did this to myself. It's sort of stripped out from underneath me, so I can can rebuild on the solid, organic foundation. So, I mean, if you read into you know more of the um, sort of the people that are exploring, you know, the, the background to what's going on now, and you know how long the elite have been in power, whoever you want to call it, that. Um, you know, all, all of that uh, has, you know, a very, very dense grip on consciousness. And, um, but there's nothing that can't be healed. I mean, it's just, I know there's nothing that can't be healed without the forgiveness. So you're forgiving yourself forever, projecting, believing, imagining that that anything could happen other than love whether that's you know a galactic war or um you know being um controlled by nanotechnology or psyop or you know mind control or you know alien technology any of it you know if we can imagine it you know we we imagined that into reality if you believe in that we imagined it so we unimagine it by unplugging from it as having a force. And so it exists at a certain level of frequency that, that it's not your reality if you're not giving it power. Mm -hmm. So they can co coexist, you know, pseudo non-illusional experiences and realities can coexist around us. But I think the more we transform, the more we see the unreality of it. And it doesn't, it's just not in, it's not in my world. It's just I don't read about it, think about it. Um, the last thing I want to do is go up to London and protest. I'm not going to do that. 
Um, I don't see that's the way that I'm going to create change in my in my holographic reality. The way mm -hmm. I'm going to create change is to 100% own myself as source and you know compassionately witness what isn't aware of itself in that way. And the more I can compassionately be present with that and discerning about it because don't forget all of it has built up over eons and eons and eons and eons is that you know you don't want to deal with it all at once so i choose i choose what i want to interface with and uh, not from a space of i've got to heal this but it's just just to bring it into alignment with that um that truth in in my that's now resonating the lower chakras mm. does that make sense Brian? it it certainly does i want to um emphasize a phrase there that you used and it was compassionately witness and why i think it's so important that we we just kind of drive that one home is because i think it's also important that we we understand that withdrawing our energy from from things we we don't want to perpetuate or create more of or to experience doesn't mean resisting yeah. it doesn't mean denying it if it's there there's this yeah. ability to observe it compassionately witness it um with acceptance with forgiveness and still again redirect our energy elsewhere say no yeah it, absolutely. Well, I say, you know, it's the power of saying no, it's the choice thing, it's the discernment. You know, in the grand scheme of eternity, you know, we might, might run around into a few more universes or fallen universes or, you know, what I call the, you know, this is a prison planet in many respects in that 3D consciousness. Um, we may, you know, choose to, to, dis, to descend into it again. And um, whilst we're there, we go, gosh, no. No, not from any sense of um, no, this is wrong, or no, I've made a mistake. But uh, no, I'd be very discerning about energetically, you know, what I am here to deal with. Um, but that discernment, I believe, in that, you know, I I say, pray in the Holy Spirit, please. Um, you know, I now accept God's loving will for me. And it, a loving will is not a destructive will. It's not, an, uh, it's not a suffering will. It's not a sacrificial will. It's not an earning the right to be loved will. It's, it's unconditional love. So I know that God doesn't want me to suffer. And that, that took a long time for me to really get that, you know, I'm not here to fix and suffer i'm not here to sacrifice myself to save anyone or anything else because if we're all one if i sacrifice myself then in the grand scheme of everything if i've sacrificed someone myself to get someone else up then who's really who's really gone up you know if i've gone down someone's gone up we're all one i've gone down so i'm just as much you know needing help now <laughs> so i don't believe in that we're here to sacrifice ourselves we're very much here to you know, know our empowered self as source and to help everyone wake up to that um, and not just wake up to the fact that, you know, we've self-imprisoned ourselves in the agendas, 
you know, the political history since, you know, if you look at, you know, British history, um, Parliament started, but it was started because the king needed people to look after his outposts and um, manage his money. That's how Parliament started. So it's all started on the basis that the king entitled himself to the sovereign power of the whole land and carved up other countries and made everyone subservient to that and creamed off everyone's livelihood. You know, they were tilling the soil and, um, you know, creamed off that with taxes. So the whole system is fraudulent. But we, we're the ones that have created ourselves into that, whether we've contributed to it or lived outside the system, doesn't matter. We've, we've created that. So mm. I think that as we exist in you know, these old, old systems, we have to be very potent and knowledgeable within ourselves so that we're not fearful of them. Because definitely, this is the end of a 26,000 year cycle, we're definitely coming up to you know, some breakthroughs here where a lot of what's been hidden as an agenda is surfacing for, you know, more, more public truth and awareness, which is what all the protesting is going on. But this has been going on for eons, you know, we've all been slaves for eons to um, these agendas. So we have to wake up within, within ourselves is that we are, we've been a slave to our own ego's construct. So true sovereignty is shaking that aspect of ourselves off. And I, I, you can't do it. You, you've got to do it energetically from within in order to see it evidenced out there in the world as other people, places and things that the grip is, will start to live. And I must say that more that I've withdrawn, the more I've seen that I'm, I'm seeing that people around me, I'm, I'm less bothered about what people thinking are saying or doing. So, yeah. I hope I'm not repeating myself there. No, no, it's uh, anything that you may have been repeating has been worth repeating. Um, as we we mentioned at the beginning of this conversation, yeah, um, it's gonna be transmitted in the most powerful way possible. Isn't that lovely? Oh, just thank having you. that sense of trust, uh, and yeah, knowing that it's gonna be it'll come through exactly the way that it needs to and it's going to be received um, in the best way possible too for those that are ready to hear it and in ways that perhaps go beyond um, how they may have even realized it is affecting them energetically. Yeah. Now, there is one little space here that I want to just go a little bit deeper in where we're circling around this this term of sovereignty which i'm so glad that we are because even coming into this conversation well yes i didn't have too much of a um premeditated intention or plan for where i wanted yeah. to take it sovereignty definitely was something that was just kind of coming up especially speaking to you i think in fact the uh why i had first connected with you or where I first came across you was uh, a post that you read, wrote on sovereignty. And that's what kind of intrigued me yeah. to explore you more. But um, what it is that I want to, to just kind of explore more fully is you mentioned again that true sovereignty is a shift that, that has to happen internally, energetically within before we we experience the the physical counterpart to to what a sovereign being gets to create and play in um 
which of course again is a, a choice we make i want to dive a little bit deeper into how we invoke that that shift within ourselves um well i think it is it's a day-to-day -day, um you know when when i say it's not not as if it's something far off in the distance i think the you know the shreds and little signs of evidence um start to present themselves or they did for me in this sort of unplugging process that i've done um quite tangibly um in that you know i think i think you know when when i spoke earlier about you know the gridding of fear you know fear is the you know the 3d it's it's what keeps separation in place um so we separated from love felt guilty about that and attacked ourselves and projected blame onto others for what we ourselves feel guilty of. And so the whole kind of history of karma is really the separated ego, um, you know, blaming itself for having separated, creating havoc, um, you know, diffusing and putting the smoke screen up as it projecting onto others, being the victim of them, um, when in fact we're the ones that have victimized ourselves. So once you really sort of once that sunk in for me as as a truth and it does resonate with me it does it really tells me why some things in my life have just stuck for as long as they have until i really took on the fact that actually i am incorruptible innocence and karma is a belief and it's a very powerful belief and has a very powerful construct until you let it go you let it go and you've got to give yourself permission to let it go and own your own your in, incorruptible innocence no matter what seeing yourself as god sees you that it doesn't matter what you did or didn't do you're always you know a beloved child of god and what you did or didn't do occurred in the realm of the illusory ego so You've got to, got to really take that inside yourself about what's true and what's false. What's true is that you are um, incorruptible innocence and the beloved child of God. And whatever you did or didn't do cannot change your changeless truth. And your changeless mm. truth has dominion and can collapse the appearance of anything that isn't true. So only love is real and nothing unreal exists. Herein lies the peace of God. That's from A Course in Miracles. I hope I've quoted that right. But it really, really resonates for me. And that's how inside myself, when I remind myself of that, when I get caught off guard and I sort of slipped out and momentarily gone into amnesia, where, um, you know, I get, I'm fearful about something or I sort of have a, a fearful projection of something happening, or like, you know, missing the postman when I need to fix the post, or I don't know, just anything a bit like, oh my gosh, like this morning I went to the beach, Brian, because I thought, oh, I'm going to go to the beach. It's really beautiful weather here. We've had a tsunami of rain for the last two and a half weeks. And now this week, the sun is blazing and it's hot and all my flowers have come out. And literally I'm two minutes from the cliff and the, and the wood. So I thought, I'll go to the beach. So I went down on the beach and I hadn't charged my phone up. I hadn't charged it up. 
I thought, well, I can't take it with me. And so I didn't have any concept of time. I did some energy clearings on the cliff for some clients. And, you know, I never really know quite how long they take, but they took an hour. And I found someone, because it's quite remote here, found someone with the phone. But my concern was, I'm going to miss the call with Brian. I won't be back in time. Or maybe there's an internet connection that won't work. And I've got to be on time. And um, I've got to change my clothes because I'm all sweaty. <laughs> and just all these things, you know. And then, then I just go, oh, hang on a minute, Louise. You've already been told by God that everything's going to be fine. And, you know, you just you can relax and you can have a great conversation with Brian because he just tuned in. He's got the resonance where he's he's up there with where you want to be talking. You know, you want to be talking about this stuff, Louise. You don't want to hide who you are. You don't want to hide where you've been and you want to make it. as And, and we're doing it. <laughs> so what I'm saying here is that when we get into concern mode, we've dropped out of our God mm. self. And mm. when you catch yourself you can bring yourself back. Does, does that answer your question? Day-to-day -day reminding. Minute by minute, really. <laughs> moment to moment. Yeah. Oh, this this yeah. moment. Can we remember that here in this now moment? Yeah. Um, incorruptible innocence. I'm going to definitely come back. Isn't it lovely? It's, beautiful. it's beautiful that it's not mine. It's from a woman called Nuke Sanchez. Um, and maybe it is a, from A Course in Miracles, but it's it's something that, you know, it's not something that the ego mind wants to entertain because the ego is very invested in, you know, justice, who's right, who's wrong, who's deserving, who isn't deserving, who needs reward, who needs punishment, who needs to wait, who needs to go first, who needs to win, who needs to lose? Can you see where I'm going? It's set up for war. And it's the split aspect of the mind that the ego is always in duality. It's, it's sort of like, it's got a positive and negative, like it wants positive goals, but it's coming from fear because it doesn't want to lose. And so the whole setup, the game there in the ego is winning and losing and you know, forgiving another because they're wrong instead of forgiving yourself for projecting them into your reality. Um, that, you know, somebody's, um, somebody's right at the expense of someone being wrong. It's, it's always coming at a price. In other words, you know, seek but don't find. It, there's there's no freedom. I mean, it's a locked in, closed circuit energy matrix. And, you know, you can do all the positive thinking in the world, but the positive thinking is still coming from the belief that the opposite is real within that matrix separation. And it isn't. And so, you know, positive separation is really really discerning the chaff from the wheat, what is true, what is false, don't try and fix in the area of false with more tools that come from falsehood or mm. come from the fixing mode. The truth of who you are will collapse all obstacles miraculously without you knowing how. So the real issue we're talking about now is trust. Yeah, the trust thing. It's, I mean, it's, it's absolutely huge. It is a it's, it is in itself, it is, it's a rite of passage. There is a timeline where 
I believe it's 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 built upon itself in that you know you, if you see an obstacle it's first identifying that that's an appearance it's it's not it, it can't overcome you if you're identifying with the truth so it's looking past the appearance and then handing the appearance of the problem over so um again i'd like to quote from course in miracles there is a lesson you know let me recognize this problem is already solved or something mm. to that effect so it's already solved despite the appearances and you're trusting that that miracle is that the truth of god's reality exists you know foundationally behind all appearances that's already going on you know heaven on earth is already existent now and you're in it um so you're withdrawing your attention and your your five physical senses off this so-called problem even if it's illness or pain or sickness or you know lack or, or a, uh, you know some kind of tragedy or you know perceived loss or threat of loss it's withdrawing all of yourself from that so that you drop back into the core soul matrix of yourself which i've spoken to earlier as much as you can get inside your core and your light and letting go and surrendering the problem in the trust that it's it's that you're not trying to fix the problem in 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 asking for um to be free of a problem without going to the source of the problem you're just going to replicate some kind of problem elsewhere so trust is is really building the the knowing that what you're doing is you're processing back into the source of all problems is there's only one problem and that is the belief in separation and what it manifests and what you're trying to hide and what you're trying to run from and what you're trying to fix so you're you're withdrawing the allegiance to the belief that you ever separated and could be punished by any external adverse experiences letting go and trusting that what's really being healed is your consciousness what's really being healed is your allegiance to what is not true and we need help with that so asking for help asking for the miracle to be at one in the moment with you know god's loving will where there are no problems and to really really come right into the knowing and the beingness of that um that's that's the true change because once that is built as a space of being then problems are like they're passing things that you know that's anything it doesn't matter whether it's small or big because there's no hierarchy in illusions and there's no hierarchy in the god that can fix it you know if god doesn't have any problems then then the problems out there it doesn't matter how big or small we think they are they can all be collapsed and that takes a trust in that belief because the human mind is always measuring and fixing and saying yeah that can be healed with a miracle but not that i'll give my health to god but not my money i'll i'll give my children to god but not my spouse and my relationship and my romance do you see what i'm saying mm-hmm. um i'll give my i don't know i'll give my health to god but i won't give my career to god so with you know the trusting is is really withdrawing human control ego mind control and it's fear based 
illusion to, to trusting that, that the solution is already here, what has to catch up is that we have to be clearing consciousness about that heaven on earth space. And that heaven on earth space and knowing self as that is really a big chunk of where I take people in the soul sovereignty program that I do. Because, you know, I'm hoping when people come to me, they've done a big chunk of their, um, you know, shadow work, because that frees them up to be able to do that big reality shift, actually, to there are no problems. But whilst the body and your thoughts and feelings and emotions and story is wrapped up with trauma, until some of that's been unraveled very carefully and very safely. And don't forget, I've had a background in stress management at London Bridge Hospital. I'm, I'm qualified to work with, you know, the high level of stress and trauma that that is, you know, that it's like they've got past that and they're much more into, okay, so I can do a reality shift. But, you know, it's one thing moving out of the matrix. It's another thing knowing what you're moving, what you're returning to. You know, the matrix is you're returning to your state as heaven on earth. And that is a trans, it's a movement of trust and letting go and, and reaffirming what is true. I probably said that a hundred different ways. <laughs> and I think doing so has been just um, the perfect way of driving that point home. Letting <laughs> what did I say? Oh, I trust my relate. I trust my, I trust my kids with you, but not my husband. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. unconditional unconditional is what yeah I'm trust is it's you. major because the default especially when we think we've got a big problem that is sort of in human terms unfixable like a diagnosis or you know some kind of financial issue or housing issue what we think is so problematic that you know we've got to get in there and fix it before it gets even worse to take our hands off and let things unfold and to be able to work in, in time with that. And because people use time against themselves, if the time's run out, you know, I've got a deadline, I've got this to do, that's what we paid. You know, we work with time in such a way that it threatens us. So a big part of Soul Sovereignty Program is using time as, as our friend, as God. God can use anything in the created world of separation for, to wake, wake us up back into his love where there is no threat. So then time starts to collapse or it starts to be elastic, very elastic. It's all things change. And in that respect, you know, what you and I are saying is that um, the world starts to, it, in many respects, it looks the same, but we experience it differently. We experience it differently without the fear. Yeah. Please. Before yes. I give you some final thank yous and one last grand finale question. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, um, I'm glad that you, you brought up the, is it the soul sovereignty program or self-sovereignty? Um, I think it was the soul sovereignty and then I changed it to self-sovereignty, but they're pretty much the <laughs> same. Both. I just tried, you know, tried a bit with language, but you know, it's just, yeah, it's the semantics. Yes. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you brought it up um, because I did want to give you the opportunity to just share with our listeners where they can find out more about you or work with you, perhaps, if they would be interested in doing so. 
Okay, well, um, I don't know if you're going to apply, give a link to my website. I mean, I'm on Facebook, Louise Smart, and my website is www.emotional-detox.com. When you go there, there's a link to energy packages, and that goes through to all my programs. So my self-sovereignty, soul sovereignty program is there. And my three-month um, uh, soul transformation booster program is there. There are two that I think you know people that are listening today will probably be very interested to take a look at. And um, with anything, if you want to work with me, anyone can book a um, free connect call where we explore you know what kind of the longer programs. I mean, not the short twenty-minute stuff that I do or the week-long program, but. Um, the, the longer programs to discuss in a free connect call, but the soul sovereignty program is between six and 12 months. And it is really sort of the deep process of taking people in all aspects of their life into this um, dominion I'm talking about. So depend, it's totally tailored to the individual. So, and also the individual's program and, and schedule, you know, whatever their work situation is or their um, domestic situation is a bit around that. Um, so we work on Zoom and um, it's a combination of one-to-one -one sessions, normally 90 minutes, where we, we will talk, we will process what needs to be processed out. But in, in between sessions, I do energy research and clearing, which will help to kind of just basically take off the hair coat you know we kind of walk around on a daily basis with with some of the stresses that we build up whether it's with family relations work um just the sort of what i call the sort of flux energy and any of the old programming and you know karmic routing and patternings a lot of that can be cleared off your uh energy system i work from my higher self with your higher self to clear what you're ready and able to clear and we research and I give you feedback on that and that just basically loosens things up so that you've got more space energetic space and inner space to be able to um, start to to build the matrix of your soul to start to transform and and fully come into you know the core of your soul and let that be your lead um, rather than you know, the, the mental conceptualization that is rooted in separation consciousness. So I take you, you know, where, wherever you're at, when I say you, I don't mean you, Brian, unless you want to join me. Um, wherever you're at, um, I, can, I can be working with you. Um, at, this is a pace that is right for you. But the end goal is to take you much more firmly and, you know, anchored in, your, your sovereign dominion, no matter where you are in the world, no matter what's going on around you, um, and no matter what other people thinking are feeling, saying, or doing, or being, even if they're close members of family or your, your intimate partner, is that you, you're, you are the central, the center of the holographic reality that you inhabit. And what I want, to do with you is to, to help you to know you're you're at the center of your own loving universe because you decide and so when you decide how how you're going to let that play out 
whilst you undo the old ego programming that is either wanting to keep you separate from that or is wanting to sabotage that or is wanting to keep you enslaved in something even when you know that you do and and are a child of God and you have the right to this heaven on earth space here and now this lifetime and that's what this you know the whole pivotal momentum of ascension is is that the the real opportunity now because in fact I think that many people are right up against it often when we come very close to this pivotal shift it's when lots of things seem to go wrong with the body or our life because that's the ego really kicking off really kicking off and going now I'm not going to let you and we you know the only war that we ever have is the one we have within I believe it's just my perspective but it's is very liberating and it is inclusive of course it's inclusive you're not an island doing this no one's an island doing this we are all together in it but it's a sort of like concentrated fast track um well it's concentrated so every year yes lot, lots to go to move through and i you know i try to make it fun i am i'm a happy person and i like to have fun and i'm you know, I'm not dictated to by the work ethic or the nine to five. So I work with clients at different times of the day, as I'm sure you do, Brian, don't you? From all over the world. Yeah. So, yeah. So I did say we have one last grand finale oh, question okay. to, to ask. Um, but funny enough, I think a lot of what you just shared could be the perfect response to what I'm about to ask, but I am going to ask it anyway. Okay. You ready for the Ascension question? Yeah, of course. Luis, you just realized the power to telepathically communicate to all of humanity. What do you have to say? I think, thank God, <laughs> I thank God um, that my life has really come to a point now where um, all the dots are joining up from being very young, you know, wanting to know God, Christ, and, you know, and know what Christed consciousness is now. And it's, you know, it's not another being who was alive 2,000 years ago. It's not that it's separate from that, but that all of those teachings embodied are what ascension is. You know, we're, we're ascending into or waking up out of the illusion rather than waking up within the illusion. So it, it's further, it's, it's even more um expanded so when we wake up in the illusion we're waking up and realizing like oh i do have power i don't have to do this i can say no um yes we're under an agenda that's waking up within the illusion waking up out of the illusion is knowing that that all of it is the illusion without being in any way spiritually bypassing or uh being disrespectful to others that are still you know going through that because you know we might we might incarnate again and go back into the illusion who knows so that's ascension and speaking and meeting and, and disseminating this this 
what I what I know, what I feel. Well, we're all one, so how can we not? It's just owning it really, without without any sense of being special or different or appointed or whatever, because because that's all separation consciousness needing to be different, special, gifted or psychic or whatever the list goes on, important or timely or pivotal or all those things I just, I don't, you know, no, <laughs> not for me. So that's what it means for me, sort of like, oh, it's natural really. It's the more natural, you know, I think it's, you know, as you look back at childhood, how natural you are, you don't have worries. Well, I, you know, I did, didn't have any worries until I was six. <laughs> it's that sort of ease that, you know, just like it's magical and it's safe and it's beautiful and it's, it's a, it's a, a an exploration and that safety is what I feel um, I've regained, you know, just feeling free and safe with a purpose, not, you know, squandering time. That doesn't mean that I don't have a lot of time to myself and I really relax and I really do what I want when I want, but I don't feel that, that that's squandering because it's being, it's being in beingness. Yeah. Thank you, Brian. And thank you for inviting us into such an experience by sharing about yours and being this this energetic invitation into a sense of self-sovereignty i appreciate you we appreciate you and all that you're being and expressing and i'm so very grateful Likewise. that you took this time to be with us and share on the awaken podcast thank you Warren. thank you for all of that likewise just it's you're really good you're a really good facilitator because it's, you know, it is, there's, it's a broad, there's lots to talk about and it's, it's easy to go off on tangents, but you'll really gently keep me, you know, in, within a good focus, uh, uh, what I, you know, relevant, constructive focus for us and for anyone who's listening. So thank you so much. That's a skill. I really A special that. skill, because you're special. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. If I'm special, we must all be. Yes, we are. We're all beloved and special. Yeah. Thank you again, Louise. Thank you, darling. God bless. Senders, that is going to be all for this conversation that I got to have with the powerful and beautiful Louise Smart. I hope you all enjoyed the episode and were supported in your journey remembering knowing yourself as source and reclaiming your soul sovereignty before we go here senders if you enjoyed the episode and you were assisted by the content i'm going to ask once again that you consider sharing the episode the podcast with two to three people that you care about that is on their own ascension journey in support of them and support of the all senders that is going to be it for this episode of the awaken podcast i want to thank you for tuning in until next time keep ascending